This is a 48 Minutes Emergency Podcast. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrell from NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka. Alright, if you've listened to the show in the past, you've heard Nick Canizales on here talking to us about the Houston Rockets. Well, look no further. We couldn't go to anyone else other than Nick again from the KCEN News Network in Beaumont, Texas. Waco, Texas. Did I get that right? Waco, Texas. My brother's in Beaumont, Texas. You guys but are hey, in we're, Texas. We're, we got, we got, the, we got, we got uh, Southeast Texas and Central Texas covered. Yes, indeed. So Nick Canizales is back. I couldn't think of anyone else to call for this. So Nick, first off, what the fuck is going on, man? Man, that's exactly what my reaction was. Wow. You know, last couple of days, I thought that, uh, you know, the Rockets, it would be difficult to facilitate a trade with uh, Westbrook and the Thunder because they would have to give up, I mean, future first-round picks, like way, like far in advance, you know, advance. And uh, they just didn't, you know, who's going to absorb uh, maybe Chris Paul, Maybe Clint Capella's uh, their their money. Well, lo and behold, you know we got Chris Paul and his big fat contract going to Oklahoma City. Yeah, for uh, you know a bunch of picks uh, that uh, Houston shipped over for Russell Westbrook. Now the bottom line is, you reunite two MVPs, two former teammates that uh, have just been uh, putting up eye popping numbers from like NBA Two K nineteen. Of course, you know about James Harden. He's just been on a tear. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, his historic season this past year, I mean, what, 32-game streak of 30 points, uh, you know, at least 30 points in a game. That was highest since Jordan, um, you know, scoring average of 36 points a game. Just absolutely stupid. Now, Russell Westbrook, here's, you know, I, I, and I like this trade. Uh, of course, Russell Westbrook's 30 years old. He's got four more years on his contract left. Of course, you know, on the back, it's backloaded, so he's going to get paid like $47 million when he's 34. But here's, uh, here's what I, I love about this. Of course, you know, he's a triple-double machine. He facilitates the ball, makes people better. Uh, you know, coming off another historic season of uh, his third straight triple-double, 22 points, 11 boards, 10 assists. The thing was, though, his shooting percentage was down. Mm-hmm. His three-point shooting percentage was down. His free throw percentage was down. Uh, that's a little alarming and concerning. Another thing that concerns me is there's only one basketball, and these two uh, superstars have to have the basketball in their hands. And, you know, we talked about it earlier uh, briefly about, uh, I guess, what they're adjusting and how much they've had, you know, they have to have the, the basketball. Um, so that's the only thing that, that kind of worries me. But for the Rockets, you know, something like this, Daryl Morey, I knew he wasn't going to sit on his hands and just watch the Lakers reload, the Clippers reload, the Jazz reload. I mean, the Rockets, let's, let's face it, the last couple of years, they come up short. They were the number one seed in 18. Uh, they got knocked out by the Warriors. Then once again, you know, this past year, uh, you know, 17, 18, yeah, they were knocked out. They, they came up short this year. Now you got Harden and, and Westbrook with go along with Clint Capella. 
and some other guys and some other good role players. This is going to be a very interesting season, going to be a very interesting uh, in the Western Conference especially. And uh, let's see if Houston can add one more piece. But right now, I like where they're at uh, with these two right now. So you and I have both been lucky enough on our shows, you on here on our show, 48 Minutes, you on the Sports Guys podcast. We've both been lucky enough to have Mr. Tim Kitzra from NBA Jam on our show. Uh, Tim Kitzra does our intro. He was one of the first episodes of the Sports Guys. I've been on there a couple times, but that's not what we're here for. Uh, my point to this is, what do you think Tim Kitra thinks of this new era of, M- of the NBA where we're not having big threes and super teams? We're getting the dynamic duos around the league. His one word would be boom shakalaka. Actually, that was That's really good. Say. That was really good. That's what he would say. Look, I'll tell you what, you know, the, the, big, uh, the big winner, obviously, in this is Oklahoma City. What they have done the last couple of weeks has been nothing short of remarkable. No, Nick, this started Saturday. I mean, Sam Presti, <laughs> Sam Presti has been just uh, a machine when it comes to draft picks. I mean, two two first rounders next year, two and twenty one, twenty two. I mean, you go all the way down twenty twenty four. They have three picks. Twenty twenty six, they have three picks. It's incredible. Of course, this is the rebuilding year. It's going to they're going to be rebuilding for a couple of years, but. Uh, you know, draft picks don't always pan out, but I'm telling you, Oklahoma City is is on the rise, and I would not doubt within the next five years that they're going to be contending. They'll be one of the top four seeds, maybe five seeds in the NBA with the young talent they have, and then also they can use that those draft assets to facilitate big-time trades. So I am super impressed with Sam Presti and what he's been able to do. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting the next couple of years, but right now, Houston's in the in win now mode because you know they don't have any draft picks for a while. Uh, of course, they do have the swap in a couple of years, but I mean it, it, this is it. They we we saw that when Yao Ming and Trace McGrady back in the day, where they thought that uh, th- that was their shot for a title, that kind of fell by the wayside. Of course, Harden and Paul, they worked well together, but the Latin, they didn't speak for a couple of months. Um, but they they got that number one seed, didn't get over the hump. Now let's try this because. You do not want to waste James Harden's and and Russell Westbrook's prime years and go, well, there's another thing for Houston. You know, we haven't seen a title since 1995, pretty much almost like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they get in the playoffs, and they can't choke and win the big one. So it's so funny you brought up the football end of this because I made a tweet earlier that I was I, – I, sometimes I make myself laugh in my tweets. I think we all have that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do you remember, like, in 2012, the Bengals signed James Harrison from the Steelers? No doubt. No yeah. doubt. I thought that was a good trade, especially for uh, – especially well, signed those – I thought that was a good thing for the Bengals at the, at the time. Yeah. So, like, I did this thing where forever I was like – you know, I was a fan just before I started working in the business. I was like, you know, he's a dirty player, and he just does all the wrong things. He doesn't play the right way, and then he signs with my team. And I'm like – you know, he's just really misunderstood. And, like, I feel like that's what Rockets fans are doing right now. Because, like, oh, there's Russell Westbrook. Like, another call goes his way. He's always going to the free throw line. And now it's like, oh, he's on our team now. So I guess um, I guess this is cool. Like, yeah, you know, he deserved that MVP over Harden in 17. Hey, look, it's just like me when Deion Sanders, when he was with the 49ers in 94, <laughs> he literally single-handedly beat them in the NFC Championship game. I hated that guy. Jerry Jones signed him. I love the guy. You know, this is, this is, I guess, you know, big thing for Rockets fans. We've seen this before, though, with Dwight Howard. 
Uh, and then, you know, Dwight Howard was, was uh, dude, he was solid. The first just, two years, like he was Paul, awesome. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the problem, though. Just like Chris Paul, missing games, injuries. Um, you know, that's the thing. I mean, Chris Paul played 58 games for two years in a row. He could not stay healthy. Uh, and I thought that if, if Chris Paul would have been, uh, if he wouldn't have got hurt a couple of years ago in the Western Conference Finals, Houston, I felt, would have went to the NBA Finals. I mean, that's, that's how Agreed. strongly I felt. Chris Paul's still good. Let's not, let's not discredit that. He's still good. He's still solid. Yeah. Now, is Oklahoma City going to flip him for more, uh, for more draft picks or maybe a so. player or two? I so. uh, yeah, you, you have to believe so. I mean, they don't want to absorb that big, bad amount of money because I think they, they have a plan in place. They know what they're doing. Um, again, like, look, Westbrook is going to be a Hall of Famer, and I was reading something that he's just one of 10 NBA players in history to record 15,000 points, 5,000 rebounds, and 5,000 assists in a single franchise. Seven of those guys are in the Hall of Fame. The other guys is Westbrook, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. That is pretty impressive in itself. Yes, so let's talk a little bit about on the floor. Like you said, we've seen this before, but we saw these guys together when they were young. I mean, this that team that went to the finals and played Miami with LeBron and Wade, you know, that was like the up-and-coming team yeah. that everyone was like, this young spry team really made a run at it. Um, so now these guys are more mature. We've seen them really devolve into their game. And all we've ever heard for years now, Nick, is, man, what if they had kept that Thunder team together? Well, now we get to see two of the three oh, of them wow. at their, like, near their peak be together. And obviously there's a lot of things that are really funny about this trade because of how it worked out. But really when you think about that, you know, Westbrook's probably not going to age much, much really that well. We saw this year how bad he shot. But he can facilitate for Harden here if, you know, they want to play that D'Antoni style. And I think at this point in Russ's career, honestly, I think I think Mike D'Antoni is the right coach for him. Yeah, and they play fast, and they put up a lot of points. And he doesn't uh, stop. I mean, seriously, I think No, he does not stop. You know, and the good thing, he rebounds the basketball. He dishes out. So, I mean, he, he does, you know, Harden, he'll shoot, and then, you know, he starts he starts hightailing it back. I mean, at least I'll give Westbrook credit that he's going to go in the lane He's going to uh, bang with some of these guys to grab some boards and stuff. He, I, I read a comment uh, uh, about James, what James Harden said about Russell Westbrook a year ago. He said, man, this guy would run through a brick wall for anybody. He said, man, if I had the opportunity to play with him again, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I think we would make a lethal backcourt. Well, what do you know, a year later, they do have one of the most lethal backcourts in, in, in the NBA right now. It's just the thing is, how much is it going to take for them to uh, gel together, have chemistry? I think they might pick up where they left off. Uh, but, it, again, with having those two guys, I think it'll make everybody else better. Uh, you know, and that, that is the key because so much focus is going to be on both of those guys, Capella and some of the other guys that, uh, that are on the perimeter. Uh, that's going to help them, you know, be, get open, knock down some shots. Uh, so I think in the end, this could be uh, a blessing in disguise for the Rockets. Uh, they only have, I think, four years, literally. Their window is like four years because both of these guys are 30, and I forgot how old James Harden is, but I mean, he's not a spring chicken either. Yeah, so I mean, right now they're in their prime. Uh, you don't want to wait till they're 34, 35, and you know, hopefully for a win. I mean, dude, you got to win now. And, um, but this is, this is a, uh, a massive deal. 
uh, especially for uh, for the Rockets and for Oklahoma City and for the NBA. That just it, boy, I tell you what, uh, you know, with football season around the corner, the NBA has taken has grabbed every headline known to man uh, the last couple of weeks. That's what we do, Nick. We're taking over everywhere other than Texas. I mean, Basketball is going to be the most popular sport. Watch us. I, I know, man. I know. And, um, you know, with Westbrook having four years left on his deal, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, here's my question is, is Houston going to, you know, how long is he going to stay in Houston? Is it going to be a couple of years? Is it going to be three years? And then the last year they're going to try to flip him because the salary is so massive. Um, you know, but I guess if, if everything starts rolling, you know, rolling good. I know I saw a comment from uh, from Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta. He said, you know, Chris Paul was – he loved that guy. They would not be a number one seat without him a couple of years ago and, and, and no, not be as, as good as they have been. But um, he feels that Westbrook is uh, – you know, he's got some younger legs, fresher legs, and he can be the missing piece to this team that exited the last time they won a championship was when uh, they defeated Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway oh, Nick, uh, with a young on, magic man. team. You gotta bring hey, that they up. swept that young magic team. Oh, no, man. Hey, that hey, this magic moment, 30 for 30. I, I loved watching that because uh, the Rockets uh, dominated. <laughs> literally, literally, while we're talking right now, I'm staring at my Penny 2s poster in my my studio right now. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's where that goes. All right, so you talk about other guys and how this is going to help the team out. Um, you mentioned, you know, Capella. I think too, guy like Eric Gordon having a guy like Westbrook to get in the ball. Who Dude, is that? Eric athletic, a driving dish guy. Yeah, I mean Eric Gordon is uh, is a man on a mission. He had an incredible season. I mean he's been solid. I mean ever since he came in the league here, um, you know, averaged 16 points this past year. Um, you know, I I, I want to see him. Uh, I I don't know what the deal. I don't know if I have to take a look if if the Rockets. Uh, uh, have re-signed Kenneth Freed or if he's a free agent. You know, I like Freed. I thought he played really well. Um, he played, you know, in about 25 games. But, I mean, he was he was solid. I think he averaged close to 13 points and eight boards, uh, which you can't so – that's what you want. Uh, Daniel House, a kid out of Texas A&M, you know, I, I saw him in college. Uh, he played really well. He, he just got a uh, new little contract. He, he was averaged close to 10 points. Gerald Green. He's a guy that uh, they resigned again. He's another solid player. And of course, Austin Rivers. Uh, I thought he played way better than I thought he would play. But some of those guys, of course, like PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, right now you have to think. You know, it's going to be Harden, Eric Gordon, Capella, Russell Westbrook, and probably you know Kenneth Fareed, or unless they go with the Austin Rivers uh, or Gerald Green. So, you know, they play four guards and then have uh, play that one big guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this is a, uh, exciting time in Houston. Um, again, the key is everybody has to stay healthy. You know, Harden played 78 games. Uh, Capella missed, uh, I think he missed about 15 games this year. Westbrook he played was 73. 73. So, you know, Hey, that's, you know, I'm sure he gets some nights nice off here and there. Cause I mean, they, dude, him and Harden played a ton of minutes. That's the key. I mean, Harden played, uh, almost 37 minutes this year. I mean, shoot, uh, Capella played 33 minutes. So those guys, I mean, those are some big-time minute guys, especially with, you know, Eric Gordon and then Chris Paul with his age. Lord have mercy, man. He was averaging 32 minutes. So um, there's a lot of wear and tear on those tires. 
they still got a lot of lot of uh, life in them, you know, a lot of air left in them. And uh, but again, I think it'll it'll free up some of these guys that you know with Eric Gordon and and uh, House and Green, they can knock down the threes. But I still think they need one more shooter here. I don't know if they've already spent the mid level exception, but I still think Pretty they close. need another shooter. And um, and uh, I think then this this will be the roster you probably see on opening day. All right, so I'm going to ask you this. Just get your honest intake because I think it's going to happen at some point. All right, we're going to go into a game with like five minutes left. Rockets are up. And both Westbrook and Harden have 25 points and about 10, 11 rebounds and nine assists. Who's stealing the ball from who to get the triple-double? I would probably say James Harden. <laughs> I would think James Harden. I mean, I know, I know Russell Westbrook is a um, – is – a machine, but um, you know this is. I would I would figure James Harden. Now I'm just a buddy of mine just texted me here from uh, another tweet from Woj said that uh, the Rockets were hoping to find a third team, uh, you know, to to help out Chris Paul, but ultimately um, left at Oklahoma City to execute their next step. Um, he says that the Miami Heat now. Yeah is a possible destination for Chris Paul and his big, fat, three-year, $124 million contract. And, of course, you know, they said, you know, that, that the Thunder have all the picks that they need to, to facilitate this trade. If they need to shovel a first-round or a couple of first-rounders over there to Miami to complete the deal, they can do that. So that would be an interesting uh, situation there uh, with the Miami Heat, which they have just made some moves uh, with Jimmy Butler. And so that team is much improved. And I think with the Chris Paul uh, that with the facilitator like that, uh, they would be a uh, a team to watch out for. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think there's any way that Chris Paul plays for the Thunder. It doesn't make sense for their timeline. You know, in the Paul George trade, they got their point guard of the future in Shea Gildas Alexander. Um, which that's weird to think that that was Saturday, and we're like already like I know, I know, it's only <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this, just, it's how the league's working now. Like, um, so what do you see? Okay, let's play a little devil's advocate here. You know, you mentioned this is why it works. They, you know, he's going to be a good passer. Eric Gordon's going to be open. James Harden and him loved playing together in the past. Clint Capella's going to get opportunities on roles. There's a lot of places this could go wrong because, you know, say like you said, say what oh, you yeah. love Chris Paul, but he plays well. And Chris Paul was always, you know, he might not have always had the best numbers defensively, but he, you know, fought defensively when Harden didn't really have to. West, Russell's Westbrook's not a... A big time defender, as we call it in the uh, NBA, by any means. And there's no, you know, there's no Andre Iguodala or anything like that to save these guys in this situation. There's no Andre Roberson either. Um, so yeah, that... I mean, the only person that could save them it would be Clint Capella. Yeah, that's exactly. the only guy that could save. And that's that's what worries me too about Houston is they don't have another big man uh, behind Capella. And we've seen them in the playoffs where boy they'd get eaten alive down in the post if Capella's not in there. That yeah. Other thing we're going to say is just kind of make sure we have we're, – we're covering our bases. We're being, you know, we're being respectable yeah. journalists here. Last season, Russell Westbrook shot 29% from three. And that's not what Houston – and Houston plays. They, they shoot a they lot almost of threes. live and die by the three. They yes. almost live and die by the three. James Harden averaged 13 attempts a game from three last year. So – I'm worried there. Okay, so, you know, and I think, too, the only other team that's building these dynamic duos, and this isn't me to say that Houston shouldn't have done this. 
The only other team in the West that's building these dynamic duos at the guard position is Golden State. You know what I mean? Like, so the Clippers did it with their two yeah. their two wing guys. The Lakers did it with LeBron and AD. You know, so the clip and the you know the Warriors are obviously going to be without Klay Thompson for a while. So yeah, it is time to strike while the while the while the pan's hot. Um, but really, they're the only two teams that have really done it this way. So that is like really exciting in a sense as well. It is. I think the only thing that would make well one of the many things that could go wrong with this is, um, you know, them, you know, both of them have big egos. Both of them, I mm-hmm. think they're selfish with the basketball sometimes. Uh, especially Harden, he dribbles and dribbles and dribbles and dribbles. And, and then, you know, shot clock runs out that there is not enough, uh, enough basketball to go around. And I can see this, you know, even though they've been teammates and, and of course, you know, everybody's friends and their boys and stuff, you know, uh, there can be some tension about, hey, listen, you know, I need the basketball, or, hey, you're not passing me the ball enough, or I'm not getting enough in my hands. And, um, you know, you think you would think that if one of these guys gets in a shooting slump, because we have seen it from both, well, look at, you know, the numbers don't lie with, with Westbrook, and we have seen James Harden go ice cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously ice cold. We saw it in the playoffs against Golden State. So you would figure that one of these guys would pick up the other, pick up the slack, but boy, you know, Houston, the worst thing that could happen is if both of them uh, can't hit, you know, it couldn't, you know, can't hit a you know, side of a barn and uh, they go on a, on, a, on a skid and this thing just kind of falls off the rails. Um, and then you, you know, have people thinking, well, um, you know, it was just a smart deal. I'm sure it's going to happen, you know, upcome, this upcoming season. When the team is, you know, you know, have an on losing streak, and, and both players might be playing not up to their potential, um, or they could be running out of the gate, and um, and and get hot and, and and have such great chemistry with everybody, and just everybody's smooth, and you know, I would imagine both numbers would be going down, scoring wise, as far as both of them. Um, and I can see Westbrook averaging, you know. Um, 22 points and everybody, everything else going up His assists going up to maybe 12 or 13 a game as rebounds kind of stay the same around 10. Um, you know, and of course, Harden's numbers will, uh, you know, I, well, I think it will come down after uh, this past season. I mean, I don't think he's going to average 36 points. It's just, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's not possible, which it is possible, but in this offense and with, with Westbrook, uh, his numbers will kind of decrease, but I think for the better though. So that's, that is my take on, this is, um, this, there's a lot of things that can go right. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. I'm hoping that it tips on the on the end of going right. And um, but for the first sign of trouble, though, the world's going to see. Hey, how are they going to coexist if, uh, if if shit hits the fan? All right. So let's end this interview with doing a little playing some percentages. I want to get your honest first thought number that comes in your head when I ask you these, as far as like a by a percentile. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. The percentage, in your opinion, that the Houston Rockets have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs? That's what top four. Yeah. Top four seed. Are we talking about top four seeds or just number one? Overall? Top four seed. Top four seed. Yeah. Oh, my percentage. I would. I would give it at. Um, I would give it at seventy percent. Seventy percent. Okay. I believe. I believe they have enough. You know what it takes. Now, you know the teams. Let's look at the teams ahead of them this past year. You had Golden State, Denver, Portland, mm-hmm. and then the teams behind them: Utah, Oklahoma City, 
San Antonio and the Clippers. Well, you're going to have to think the Clippers are the eight seed. They're going to be shooting up to maybe the one or two. Um, of course, the Lakers, they were, you know, I think 10th. They're going to be shooting <laughs> they up. Close. So, so we're, yeah, they were, they were pathetic. So you got to, you got to put the Clippers and Lakers up at the top two. And then I would think it, it would be a dogfight between Houston. Of course, Golden State is still Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, of course, Denver got better. Utah, I think Utah got really better. So now, now you're duking it out with the, with the, um, with Golden State. With Utah and uh, in Portland, I don't think San Antonio. I think they're still going to be yeah five six. So I don't think they're 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 not there yet. They will be eventually, but um, I think they have a good shot. Dallas is a team that I'm I'm I am very interested to see what they're going to do with Porzingis and Luca and see how that's going to uh, how that's going to play out because I think they can be really really good. Again, just health. They got to stay healthy. But I'll give it seventy percent. Houston is a home court advantage, uh, top four seats. I did mention we we'll go back earlier when I mentioned the combos of guards. I totally forgot about Utah and Golden, like Utah, Golden State, and Portland. So we'll avoid that part. We'll just move to the next one here. In your mind, what is the percentage Russell Westbrook averages a triple double for the fourth straight year in his first year as a Rocket? Well, it was under three straight years with ease, so I would have to say I would go 60%. I'm going to go more than half. I like it. I'm going to go 60%. Um, you know, at first I thought it was a – you know, I thought the first year was a fluke. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan because the way how he was getting it, uh, you know, his players would kind of just leave and, you know, let him have rebounds. And it was, I thought it was too cheap. I thought it was cheap. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an old school guy who I love, you know, like the big O averaging that triple double back in 61, 62. And I just thought it was cheap. Now, he's done it the next two years. And I'm like, well, damn, okay. Well, I got to give him his credit because uh, nobody's ever done it. And he's making it look too easy. And what, you know what the problem is? We're never going to see, we might never see this ever again. Um, but I'm giving him 60% to average that triple double because I think that the team he has is going to put him in great position for him to uh, succeed and he's going to get the points. We know that, uh, but he will get the assist and the, uh, in the rebound is because they just don't, you know, the Rockets don't have, you know, that amount of size. So the Rockets did announce this year, <clears throat> one of their new uniforms that they'll be bringing back is the infamous mid early mid nineties, Hakeem Olajuwon NBA championship Rockets jerseys. How dope. I love it. Will Paul and Westbrook look in that uniform. Hey, uh, hey! Well, they won't look good because uh, Chris Paul is now in. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but no, I know, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. No, Westbrook and Harden is going to be a hundred percent because yes. listen, they need some of that that magic. Whenever they play the Knicks and they play the Magic, they they need something. Um, boy, if if Elijah to come back and uh, on a one year deal, hey, on a ten day contract. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's got at least five points in him per game, but I think, uh, man, I am so stoked for those jerseys, that that look, that old school look. Um, you know, of course, you know about the old school. You know, Houston's done it right now with the Astros when they when they uh, a few years ago when they went back to the old school look back in the '80s, uh, and people in Houston are loving it. And so I think that uh, everybody that's a Rockets fan are going to love it. And hopefully the the uh, Toyota Center is rocking this year, and we could finally bring home a championship that people have been starving for 
Uh, I mean, seriously, they, it's them and, and them and the Cowboys. They haven't won a championship since the same year, so 1995. So it's been it's been kind of pathetic as a uh, as a basketball and football fan. But I can't get my hopes up because the Rockets have crushed them, you know, over the last 20 something years. But I think this is a great start. It's a new chapter, and uh, you got two electrifying uh, guards that are in the NBA, and I cannot wait until the season starts. I just hope that they make one more move. Um, and uh, I tell you what, the Western Conference is going to be stout, and it's going to be great to watch night in and night out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick, thanks for doing this so quick with me. I know I called you like five minutes after I saw the news. Hey, uh, no doubt, man. I, I, I appreciate it. You guys have done an excellent job over the 48 Minutes podcast. Uh, you guys pump out great stuff every single night and every single week. Uh, you keep everybody informed, and uh, again, you know, we appreciate you coming on our podcast. So, plug it anytime you need plug us, and vice versa. We're going to actually probably uh, give you a call here, uh, maybe tomorrow, and talk about this trade and and what it means for uh, both teams, what it means for the NBA. So, get ready, stand by your phone, and oh, I'll be around. I'll tell you what, the NBA season can't get here quick enough. Yeah, absolutely. We'll plug that podcast, Nick. We know we need to, the world needs to know where they can hear Nick Gonzalez. Giving his NBA hey, intake. Sports, yeah, you can you can find us at the Sports Guys four hundred nine on Facebook, and then the Sports Guys uh, podcast on Twitter, and you can find myself uh, at Nick Canizales on Twitter and Nick Canizales KCN on Facebook. So you can find all that good stuff: uh, professional, college, high school. We got you covered, like Tim Daniel does, <laughs> and that's Tim Daniel with no S. <laughs> Every time we do a show together, you bring that up. I appreciate it. Well, hey, man. I have to let the fans. I have to let the fans and the viewers know that hey, it's only it's a, it's a Danelle, no S. Absolutely. Well, hey, man. Thank you so much. I know we're getting ready to start putting our team previews together. So as always, you'll be our Rockets guy. So we'll talk soon. All right, buddy. You take care. Have a good night. You too, man. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Nick. It was really crazy to get together very fast uh, about the news of the trades. So. Hey, I just want to real quick touch base and let you guys know uh, this week's episode was brought to you by At Large Bid, our college basketball show. We had a really awesome pod we did yesterday that went out. It was about the 1993 NCAA championship game between North Carolina and Michigan. We went back and watched the game, and we broke everything down that came with the game. We watched every play. We did 10-minute intervals, so we didn't. we tried to keep your attention through it all. I hope you guys listen to it. Please check it out. It's on the same RSS feed. It's literally the day before. Uh, I just want to get that in real quick. Thank you all for tuning into everything this week between the Saturday morning podcast and the Paul George trade. Shock callers coming back on Monday. We were so happy to have them back. The at-large bid episode I was just talking about in this. We really appreciate all the support. We don't get to have a lot of weeks in where we have four episodes, but uh, that might be changing soon. Stay tuned. Have a good night, everybody.